Greetings, God's beloved. Thanks for tuning in to Messages of Hope, the sermon podcast series from Living Hope Lutheran Church in Las Vegas, Nevada. It is Mother's Day. It's the fourth Sunday of Easter, and our reading comes from Acts chapter 16. Thanks for listening. God bless you. Have you ever experienced an earthquake? Who's been? Who's felt an earthquake? Was it was it a serious one? Was it was it heavy? Did it freak you out a little bit? Yeah, we, we get them here every now and then. I was sitting in my office one day and I was reading uh, in the Psalms about a great earthquake. And I felt my desk begin to vibrate. I'm not joking, this is for real. My desk started to vibrate. I looked out and I thought, oh, there must be a big truck coming by. Nope. And I pulled up in my computer, I pulled up the, uh, the seismic activity website. And sure enough, there was an earthquake. Just as I was reading that scripture, whoa! The, the first time, though, this is just an aside. I'm just, I'm just spitballing here. The first earthquake I ever felt, I had moved to L.A., and I was there like less than a week. And I was at the Beverly Center, which is a big fancy mall, like the fanciest mall there is. And, uh, and the, the walls started going like this, and I thought, that's strange. I don't think they're supposed to do that. And, um, and, of course, everybody starts running and screaming to the underground parking garage. I guess that's, I don't know, that didn't make sense to me, but I was new, so what do I know? But yeah, it was unnerving. It was strange. I said, I don't think the ground's supposed to move this way. I'm not used to this. It was wild, but it was just a little one. Just a little one. Obviously, we know that they can cause serious destruction, too. Grace and peace to you from God, our Father in heaven, and our risen Lord, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Christ is risen. He is is risen indeed. Hallelujah. I'm not getting tired of that, are you? No. Don't. You know, I, I talked a little bit with the little kids today that, about how powerful music is. It certainly has been powerful in my life. Um, but just the other day, I had a song stuck in my head. Something I had heard on the radio, and, and I didn't know the name of the, the artist, but I had heard the song over and over again. And I thought, who, you know what, who, who sings this song? And I finally got around to pulling up my phone and looking it up to see who it was, and I was devastated. I was devastated to learn it was a new song from Justin Bieber. <laughs> It was not intentional. God forgive me. You know I love music, but that was not on my faves playlist. I don't know. Maybe it will be now. I'll be unapologetic. I'm a, I've got the Bieber fever. I'm a believer. You might, <laughs> this might happen to you. You might find yourself singing a song all day long, even if you don't like the song. It just gets into your head. But I've heard the only solution to this is to go back and listen to that song from the beginning to the end. And then your mind will say, okay, we're done with that one. I I don't know if that's true. I've heard that, though. Ivy has her, uh, we all love music in our house. Ivy has her Depeche Mode record collection. Amen. Amen. Uh, Lily loves new alternative music, and she loves sharing her new favorite artists with me. But she knows music from every decade. It will astound you. She, uh, she loves to listen. Elise is learning Spanish at school, and so she, she sings songs in Spanish and, and rhymes and learning colors and the names of animals, right? Jacob loves to whistle. I wonder where he got that from. I don't know. Ange used to call me the whistler. But I've been teaching Isaac some guitar basics, and we're learning chords and notes and scales, and I'm showing him the connections between music and math numbers, right? And there's frequencies and beats per measure and tone and tempo all related to numbers. Isn't that amazing? It says something about music and that power 
of music. That's the same principles that govern physics and chemistry are found in music. How about that? But the whole creation sings. We proclaim that, right? Music is powerful. It can change our emotions. It can be a potent reminder of a specific moment or a season of our lives or a person we love. It transcends time and cultures. It brings us together. And here in this place, our worship music gathers us, centers us, focuses us as we tell the story and it proclaims God's love and strength and glory and peace and protection and power to us. Music can do that. And music, of course, is just about part of every sporting event, every political rally, every protest march. It has the power to settle us down or rile us up. Funerals and weddings, birthday parties and graduations just would not be the same without music. Unites our minds and our bodies and connects us with others around us. So awesome was it to have singers here singing for us this morning in our special music. So thank you, Living Hope Singers. And I'm sure you caught it in the refrain, but that was called the reason why we sing. Because of what God has done for us, we proclaim God's glory to the world. Yes? Man. Well, some of the earliest worship music used the text of the Psalms, what we know as the Psalms. And people gathered to become the early Christian church in the ancient world, in homes, and they sang together. In places of worship, they sang music. They sang hymns. And uh, earlier in this this chapter of the book of Acts, we hear that Paul was invited into the home of a wealthy woman named Lydia in Macedonia. Spent some time there preaching and sharing the good news. Probably was not something that young Saul of Tarsus might have ever imagined himself doing. We heard that story of his conversion on the road to Damascus just last week. He had been changed deeply. So they were going around and Paul and Silas were attracting a crowd maybe and they were being followed by a young woman, a slave girl. She's not wealthy, not like Lydia. She has no name in the story even, no agency. And her owners profited from her prophetic gifts. It's interesting that typically slaves were not considered trustworthy or credible. But she must have been good at this service she provided. But we remember back in the gospel where Peter is correctly accused of being a follower of Jesus by another slave girl. And Peter denies it. That slave girl was telling the truth, too. Maybe that's what was annoying Paul, that she had it right. She was attracting maybe a little too much attention for him. And he doesn't want people to hear it from her because they maybe they won't believe on the chance they will not believe her. He, he tries to get rid of her. So without the woman's consent or request... He cast the spirit of prophecy out, ends her career as a prophet. What will she do now, I wonder? What, how will she survive? We don't know. <coughs> but her owners were not thrilled. See, they were profiting. They were making money, right? And they found out they could no longer rely on this slave for income. They had Paul and Silas severely beaten and locked up. And Paul and Silas responded to this persecution by praying and singing hymns through the night. No one got annoyed with them. No one tried to perform an exorcism there in the prison. The other prisoners, were told, were listening. 
even in the midst of their physical pain, having been severely beaten, these two were singing. They were praying. And their voices were heard by God. I wonder about that. As our world is changing so rapidly, we might wonder if God hears us when we sing, when we pray. Some of us, I know, live with debilitating chronic pain. Others continue to grieve the loss of a spouse. Some live with anxiety or depression or addiction. We are praying with you. We are singing for you on those days that you cannot sing for yourself. Music can be healing in that way, especially as we gather as the church and we walk hand in hand together. We are gathered together and singing and praying for one another. See it in hospitals and rehab units. Music therapists show up to soothe pain, to soothe patients and families and bring a relaxed environment. And it was enslaved people, we remember, that sang these Christian hymns and began what we know as gospel music. Powerful, powerful music. Even as they were forced to perform backbreaking labor in fields. So maybe it's not surprising that Paul and Silas were singing in prison. Maybe they were trying to heal their wounds or encountering, or encountering others in need of encouragement and peace. So that's what we do. We sing and we pray for one another. Maybe they didn't know what else to do but pray and sing. But there in that prison cell, as they were singing and praying, and the walls began to shake, the ground moved and voices grew louder as the earth seemed to vibrate with the power of the spirit between Paul and Silas and all those other prisoners too. They must have been singing along. The earth quaked. And it was so violent that the doors of the prison flung wide open. The, sh- the doors were flung wide open. And I don't think that ever happened at a, a Justin Bieber concert. But um, the, the chains even fell off their feet of those who were shackled. And there, like Daniel in the lion's den, like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Paul and Silas knew the word of God was there with them. They were not alone. And they didn't move. They stayed put as the darkness covered them. They waited. And when the jailer came and saw what had happened, he drew his sword to nearly end his life for fear of the consequence of losing those prisoners that might have escaped during the earthquake. We know desperate people do desperate things. Every day, it seems, I get to meet people in difficult and desperate situations. And every story is different. It might include homelessness or mental health episodes or drug addiction. They've been ones beat up, thrown out, left behind, imprisoned, separated from support systems. They're ones trying to figure out how to survive in this world that does not want them. Trying to find a little rest, a little peace, a little healing, a little freedom. Sometimes I get to pray with them and for them. Sometimes they pray for me. Always, when we get a chance to know each other and I get to share a little bit of my story, share a little bit of Jesus' story with them, there's a change. And I haven't witnessed any earthquakes, but maybe a little bit of peace between us makes all the difference. Maybe hearing that we are loved beyond measure without regard for our worst moments brings a little healing. 
Maybe it helps that day feel like it's not a total loss. Maybe knowing that we are forgiven, that we are welcomed into new life with Christ begins a process of liberation for hearts that have been locked away a long time. Picture it. Paul calls out to the jailer. Don't worry. Don't do it. We're still here. They didn't escape, but the prisoners were all accounted for. They had saved his life by staying put. And he noticed. He fell down trembling and asked, what must I do to be saved? He saw something in them. He heard something in them that he knew was for him too. This person knew that the singing and the prayers had power and these men he guarded were not common criminals, but men of God proclaiming good news. And he would be forever changed too, but not just him, his entire household. All of them would be saved because of Paul and Silas's praying and singing, because of God showing up in the midst of a difficult situation. In our churches, we work hard to create environments where faith can be shared, where we can pass that good stuff on to little ones and older ones too, to friends and neighbors. And sometimes we get so frustrated with with slow growth or we think we have to do it all the right way. And we might covet the gifted staff of one church or the musical gifts of another or the shiny building that others worship in. But I think what I hear in this story is that God can show up anywhere and change our lives. God can show up anywhere and change the world. To God, anywhere is a place for the word to work, for a spiritual awakening to occur. And wherever we speak the word, wherever we sing those hymns or just whistle that tune that is stuck in our head or share our faith or gather together in prayer, and serve one another. God is there. And maybe we don't feel the ground shaking, so we don't think it's working. But in little ways, and in big ways, it does. And no matter what, the, what we go through, what the world does to us to tear us apart, to tear us from community, or from family, or from relationships, we can know we have this God that draws near to us especially in our most difficult moments when we don't know the way out. In the prison cells, in the hospital rooms, and every private hell we create for ourselves. And that God will not rest until the ground is shaken and we are liberated from those private prisons. Hear that. You are so loved. You are so loved that God chose to recreate the world in Jesus Christ, to live and die for you, to promise you grace and life now in his name and even beyond this existence with him. Jesus died and rose for you and for everyone who disagrees with you, for ones who have committed crimes, for those who have been cast aside or beaten up or who have struggled to find a job or a house or food. God sees you. God hears you. Hears your cries. Hears your prayers. 
hears your singing and your praise too. God hears us when we sing. And God knows what we need and hears the prayers of our hearts. This is good news, amen? Amen. This good news breaks chains. It shakes the earth, this preaching and praying and praising God. It shakes the entire earth. For those who feel restrained, for those who have been beaten up, this gospel must be proclaimed. Jesus Christ is Lord of all. Our liberation is in Christ alone. And the powerful fall down trembling. We are all servants of the Most High God and proclaim freedom to all in captivity. This is the reason why we sing to gather in all who are lost and suffering so that they can hear these notes of good news that those ones who have no home, who are in fear, who still struggle every single day can know that they may come and know this all-encompassing love and grace of God to hear it and feel it and see it and smell it and taste it that they would know the one who cares for creation like a mother the mothering God who fights for her children fiercely, who gives us new birth, a living hope, an abundant life is in this place. Share it, shout it, sing it, make a joyful noise. It's the reason why we sing. Amen. Amen.